Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Aquafina. And we are a comic relief for your reality. Shit is real, but, but it's funny. funny. This podcast represents the opinions of Molly and Aquafina and no way is connected to our employees or associated business partners. This content is for information purposes only. Thank you and enjoy. Yes, welcome back to another episode of Molly and Aquafina, where we are creating a safe space for all things Black, Black, and more Black. Thank you for liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate you all for the love and support. This is episode nine. Episode nine. Thank you guys for being brown, beautiful, blessed, and moisturized. That's all we wanted to say today. <laughs> and if you are still here for episode nine, that means you have committed. And yes. You will just ride this thing out with us. Just ride the wave here. with us. Just ride the wave. That's all y'all got to do. And like she said, continue to like subscribe comment send the letters send the messages and all that good stuff we highly highly appreciate it because if it wasn't for you guys we wouldn't have shit to talk about (laughs) (laughs) what do we have what are we starting with what are we starting with (sighs) let's start with politics oh the white house is still white Mm, 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 mm. and the black community is still black blackity black so one thing that caught my eye in the world of politics <laughs> was our good, good friend. And can, I don't know if we can call him a friend. He's not a foe of mine. He's a friend. Dr. Anthony Fauci. Mm, I'm on. Mm, exactly. It's either you're with them or you're against them. It, I, mm, I'm kind of sort of not in agreement. but go ahead. Okay. So <laughs> you and Jim Jordan and the rest of the people yeah. are like heated with him. So they got into like a heated exchange over um, the COVID-19 restrictions that are still in place. And I will say that, and I never agree with anybody (laughs) in that house, but I will say that he asked questions. He wanted exact dates, times, measurements. When can these restrictions be lifted? And the thing that stuck out the most is like, when, when he stated that people the American people have lost their constitutional rights. Mm-hmm. And every time I hear about people losing their constitutional rights, I'm like, well, damn, black people never even got them yet. Not at all. Not even close. We can't lose something we never had, but never conversation for another day. So Dr. Fauci, you know, he stood his ground and was like, I just answered your question. You know, we are going to get there when we get there. Oh. And we are a year and some change later, and we are still with the same restrictions. I personally am not opposed of my mask. I honestly will keep it with me. Oh yeah, I like wearing my mask. And it makes me realize that, you know, we should have been wearing them a long time ago. A long, <laughs> a long time ago, before COVID was even a thing. Before COVID was even a thing. Cause what is interesting is since we've all been wearing the mask, have we heard of anybody catching the flu since we've been out? Well, I mean, COVID is going to take the spotlight over everything. I mean, it is, but you haven't heard of other people really having other sicknesses that we normally would have during the winter. We have not. And I have not been sick. I exactly. Get like Me neither. Cold. Yeah. No. The allergies kind of still get you, especially if you ride in what you're wearing. I mean, because it's your eyes. So your eyes are still, right. you know, you have your eyes. Your nose and your mouth is covered, but you still have your eyes. You're touching your eyes. Like you said, the window is open. So allergies are going to just be running rampant and attacking. But <laughs> everything else. Sick. You're right. Everything else have not been sick. And I appreciate that, God. I see what you're doing. It, this, 
Hello. <laughs> so Dr. Fauci, he was not able to give exact answers that Jim Jordan was looking for, but you know, hopefully this will become a thing in the past very soon. And our auntie Maxine Waters was like, uh-uh, you had your chance. You asked your questions. Please move on. So I never want another adult to have to tell me to be quiet. It's just like you what? don't want them to uh at you. Like uh uh-uh at me. Uh-uh. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with this thing called student loans, mm. it is absolutely ghetto. I think I'm too familiar. They have the power to ruin your life. For Before it even starts. In years to come. There is a $1.6 trillion portfolio mm. of student loan debt mm. in the country right now. And there is talk about canceling a huge amount of this debt. Currently, student loan payments are on hold until September 2021. Uh, there is a guy. Personally, just give us the rest of the year. <laughs> Why September? Right around the holiday time. Just take us to January 2022 and we'll revisit this then. Because if it's two people you don't want to play with, two, two. Student loans. Uh huh. What's the next person? In the IRS. Amen. Amen. Kondo Shatata Ebo. Don't play yes. with them. Do not. I don't even. Play with them. Matter of fact, I owe them this week. And guess who didn't play with them? Me. I didn't play with them. Don't guess who got their money on Friday? The IRS. <laughs> Do not play with them. Because there is also a thing called garnishing your wages. Oh, yeah. It's a real they thing. They will do it. And what that would look like for you is that you're going to work. If you clock into your good old nine to five, mm-hmm. when you get that paycheck, you're not going to get the whole thing. At all. So you'll be homeless. People that you owe. It's nothing great about being homeless, hungry, and broke. Yeah. Because you owe through loans in the IRS. Yeah. It's just, it's ghetto. It it's very ghetto, ghetto there. Don't do it, guys. Don't, <laughs> if don't. you owe through loans, now is the time to look into this why the payments are still on hold. If yeah. you know that you've been out of school since 98 and you haven't paid them, mm-hmm. this would be the great opportunity for you to do so. I mean, if you've been out of school since 98 and you ain't paid them, you're probably already getting your wages garnished and probably don't even know why <laughs> saving people their money so it, it bothers me when you hear um people in congress arguing over whether it should be a portion of student loans forgiven or not and it's just like why is there a constant conversation about american dollars and they never yeah. want to give it up and we know y'all have the money. We know you have, we know you have the money. money. Because it's our money. If you want to be technical, your money is our money. You guys wouldn't have any money if it wasn't for our money. If it wasn't for our taxpaying dollars, you <laughs> would not have it. So to alleviate some of that stress of people not being able to really have any sense of financial freedom, because student loans is a big thing. It is Listen, a big thing. When you log on to your credit report and you see how much you have accumulated interest included you will stare at your phone like what in the ghetto <laughs> it, it's horrible it, and ugh, if i knew if i only knew, listen if i would have known better i would have done better but i just thank god now that it would have been scholarships from here to from 2007 on to 2011 it would have been all scholarships had okay. i known better but i'm somebody who did get scholarships I wish I would have applied for more or 
Yeah. I got a few academic scholarships and it still was not enough. I got none. My I got none. And seriously, do not, if it's, if it's two things you can learn from us. Do not play with the IRS and do not play with student loans. I don't play with them because I don't want them playing with me. We're no. not going to play in each other's faces. That's what we're not going to do. Because I know mm-hmm. who's going And this is a fight that I cannot. Yeah, I would have to throw the flag down. <laughs> Anybody that got your social security number, you can't, you can't beat you them. You can't, you can't, you can't. And I don't want them messing with my credit score because right now we are looking lovely. Lovely. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want no parts. Y'all going to be messing with future endeavors and I don't need that. <laughs> not at all. No, but I, I do feel as though when they do come to the final decision that it's it, it will highly benefit us. I, I hope that it makes sense. I don't want y'all to just be forgiven $10,000 when I have like a whole 70K. <laughs> so, Seriously, it has to be something that- It, it, it has to be a balance. It, it gotta, yeah. You're like, like if y'all, if y'all said half, I could live with that. Hey, okay. If y'all said whole- if y'all say whole, oh, I could live with that too. <laughs> and don't forget about the people that may have um, private student loans. Because that's a whole nother thing. I have both. I have a private student mm. loan and then I have the regular student loans. I had paid and the private off. I wasn't playing with them either. Sally Mae was not. Mm-mm. There was no COVID relief for that private student loan. So I paid them their money, whatever. The only reason why I make sure that I pay them because my dear, dear mother was a co-signer. So that's a whole nother thing. When oh, you yeah. have these co-signers and you have these other people that, you know, my mom, she took a, a bet out on me. You know, I hope, mm-hmm. hopefully she feel like she got a return on her investment. Yeah, that's what my dad did for my cosmetology when I was in cosmetology school. He had co-signed for me too. So yeah, you're right. You got to make sure you like pay that back. Yeah, I paid that back too. Matter of fact, right. I think he paid some of that back too. But <laughs> yeah, so don't play with them loans, especially not with a co-signer. Make sure you reach out to your co-signers and tell them thank you. Thank you for the mm-hmm. because without some of our co-signers, um, we would not Man. have been able to finish. Wouldn't have been able to finish, would have been salty and still got to pay money back. <laughs> do you have any COVID updates? I sure do. So our friends at Pfizer, uh, CEO of Pfizer says that the third dose of the vaccine is likely to be needed within 12 months and also possibly required annually. So we're speaking on flu type of vibes, you know, how you guys have to get the flu shot every year. That's what this is going to be looking like for the whole COVID vaccination and not to toot my own horn, but, um, I'm glad that I'm not a part of the COVID vaccination crew because um, I wasn't a part of the flu crew and thank God that I never got the flu and thank God that I never got the COVID. But I'm not too sure about the whole sticking me annually. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't like that. It hasn't been out long enough. And now you want to stick me every so often. Mm-mm. Ain't going to be able to do it. No, thank you. No, thank you. I don't think I like that. But for all the people that have gotten the vaccine, kudos to you guys. I'm not knocking y'all. I'm just saying me personally, I'm glad that I'm not a part of the crew. I don't want to be. I'm still, um, I'm on the fence now. That's because you want to travel. Exactly. I've gotten so many invitations and phone calls. And, And thank you guys for thinking of me. 
like we out, we going here. And I just, every time I think about it and every time I see a video of somebody in the airport, I get sick to my stomach. If you Why? know, you know, I, cause it's just too much for me. Oh, okay. I am one of the people now that is suffering from being in the house. Mm-hmm. But when I do go out, oh, anxiety is at an all time high. The most I can do is grocery shopping. The gym, and I try to find my way back home as yeah. quickly as possible because I'm not able to tolerate it yet. I try to go to the mall, one of my safe space. And I like, okay, I got to go. Come on, we out. It, I don't know. It's a thing for me now where I'm really uncomfortable with being outside. So when I travel, I love to enjoy myself. So I don't know how comfortable I would be with traveling and going somewhere else. I'm so detached from the outside world, I want to say. Yeah. Especially the 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 mall. Like, I know we go to the gym. We go to Trader Joe's. But those are like our, our Mr. Wish. We go to those places. Right. But we, we're familiar with the environment. We know the capacity. We know how many people we're going to see when we go to those three places. That's our norm every week. Um, the mall, not so much. I probably only go in the mall just to go to H&M and then I'm leaving out. But the mall, I'm, I don't really care to walk around the mall. It's too many people. <laughs> really, it's, it's a lot of people. And people already did not know personal space. So now yeah. it's like an even bigger thing for me. So I am a little on the fence about getting um, vaccinated. My mother got vaccinated. Yes, yeah, so did my mom. And that's a whole So did my mom. And my so grandma mom. was, she was supposed to get vaccinated and she got up that day and was like, I called her. She was like, oh no, my throat hurt. I said, what grandma? She, was, <laughs> she said, oh, I don't feel good. I don't think I'm going to go. No grandma, just tell the truth that you ain't with the shits and you don't want to get vaccinated. And that's fine because if my grandma was still living, my grandma would tell you to this day that she has never gotten a flu shot and never had the flu and my grandma was what 94 never and my grandmom is 91 and one day I'm going to release this clip of my grandmom talking about literally black history about mm-hmm. working on a farm and never hearing of these things chicken pox and mm-hmm. the flu shot and all of these things I'm going to let you guys listen to it but yeah my grandma is not willing to get vaccinated and I don't blame her I mean because I'm not even going to say it, but I don't blame her for not getting it because my next thing that I want to speak on is the JJ vaccine being paused due to multiple deaths and people suffering from blood clots. So it's happening to the, to people between the ages of 14 to 48 and they're developing the blood clots after receiving the vaccine. So they had to put a pause on it. So it just makes you think like, not only are y'all injecting this foreign (laughs) foreign chemical or chemicals because we don't know what's in it into our bodies but it's also causing people to have medical like severe medical issues that they probably never even had to begin with if you're 14 to 48 the majority or some of you guys never had any underlying issues you guys are just getting a shot to prevent anything from happening but to get a vaccine and then develop blood clots when you've never had blood clots a day in your life, come never on, had it. come on, let's be serious. And then That's... you're still able to still catch the virus. So right. it's like, what are we really doing? 
again, I'm not completely against it at this point, but it's not enough research. It's not enough data for me. It has not been out long enough for me to be comfortable with um, getting vaccinated. And this is not to discourage anyone that is comfortable with doing it. Do it by all means, whatever makes you feel comfortable. But right here, right now, I am not completely comfortable with it. <clears throat> I would keep you updated and let you know. So when you see me outside, because the streets is calling, <laughs> when you see me out there, just know yeah. that I'm probably vaccinated. But until you do, yeah. Hell, you might see me out there, but I'm not going to be vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be vaccinated, but you will see me out there. Oh, where there's a will, there's a way. Yes. I will be on a plane <laughs> if I want to be on a plane. <laughs> All right. What do we have next? What's next? Let's hit them with some Black culture. All right. For Black culture, we have, listen, our good, 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 Mr. West is at it again. Netflix bought Kanye West's documentary for $30 million. The multi-part project will be featured never, be, never before seen archival footage and material over the last 21 years. And it's set to release next year. I, I'm proud of Kanye. I just feel like, when you get out of something, because you know this man is divorcing, it's just been nothing but endless blessings for him. <laughs> like, like the curse has been lifted. Use it as an example, everyone. <laughs> the curse has been lifted. You know they be saying is that Kardashian curse? Maybe it might be a thing. It could very well be a thing. He is just doing really, really good for himself. Listen, he ain't so crazy after all, you guys. <laughs> I don't really think he was ever crazy. I, but you know, that's what the people love to call our friend. <laughs> He's crazy, but you know, he was just really misunderstood. Some crazy people are geniuses, and he is sh showing us just that. Okay, and then who else do we have? Okay, so we have Mr. Nostradamus, aka Nasty Nas, <laughs> on his 2013 <laughs> investment in the tech finance company Coinbase. The investment is set to make him $200 million after hmm. the company goes public. And a lot of you who are not familiar with Nas's other prior partnerships and ventures, he invested money in the Ring Doorbell, Lyft, Genius, mm -hmm. EXO, Dropbox, House Party, General Assembly, Pluto TV. He's a, I think he's partnership with a restaurant called Sweet Chick. And then he also has a record label called Mass Appeal. So Mr. Nasty Nas is just out here doing them nasty. Doing them nasty. <laughs> One person, the older they get, the finer they get is. Mm. That man is like a good bottle of red wine. All right. Oh, okay. And I'm he talking black owned. <laughs> that man is Pop fine. <laughs> fine. You talk about Cuban cigars. He, the man is Chaclata fine. Like he just. Fine. This is the daddy that we're talking about. Fedora fine. You know. Fedora fine. Cartier bracelet fine. Like you just. Time for you, smelling good fine. Oh yes. Creed fine. You know. Y'all don't know that type of fine. That man is fine. <laughs> It'll make no sense how he look. No sense. And anybody mm. snatch him up yet? Nas, I'm coming for you because I know you need a me in your life. See, Molly is taken. She'll be all right. But me, Mr. Nasty Nostradamus. <laughs> if you can hear it, Nas. <laughs> I'm God, coming we, for you. We seen what you did for others, God. Bless, we seen what bless you did for others. I, we would make a power couple, okay? 
Listen, I don't need your money. I just need you. I'm going to pray for you tonight, girl. That's going to be my pray. Pray for me. Pray for Nasty Nostradamus. I am. (laughs) Make me Mrs. Nostradamus. Yeah. (laughs) Yakofina. They don't call me Aquafina for nothing. No, <laughs> did you hear it? You heard it here first. Okay. Pew, pew, pew. pew. <laughs> Ooh, I love it here. Oh, me too. All right. Um, we got some good news. And honestly, this is news that probably should not even have been news, but here okay. we go. So if you're not familiar with the story of the former police officer, Carolyn Horn, mm. had her pension reinstated after being fired after she decided to intervene with her white police officer co-worker who was choking a black handcuff man oh wow this took place in 2008 shut up right 2008 <clears throat> not long before she was going to retire i believe so she has been reinstated with her pension for okay hundred thousand dollars no, that's and I right. say put a million on it for the stress that y'all caused her. Yes, from 2008, 2000. You gotta be kidding me. And an apology, keep it. Yeah, nobody wants it at this point. Show me the money. If your co-worker is doing something wrong that could potentially kill someone, you should be able to pull up on that co-worker and let them know. So and I wish more people mm-hmm. um would do that. Because you know, it's probably a lot of people that are in the police force that see their partners doing some outrageous outrageous shit and probably don't say anything because it's like their own little fraternity so but kudos to her for doing it that that was big and that was bold and to be without financial coverage for so long for so long and they asked her well why did you keep fighting for this and she said because i knew it was going to happen I know so that's right. If you have something that you are still fighting for from 2008, 2000, yeah. keep fighting for it because sometimes justice can be served. Sometimes, not often. The ancestors were with her. Side by side. <laughs> side by side. Oh, her keep going. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And what else do you have for us? The black culture. Ah, oh, Mickey Guyton. If you're not familiar with her, she, <laughs> she is a black country music artist. I don't I know why. The, why are you laughing? I thought the only country black artist was K. Michelle. What? <laughs> I thought K. Michelle was the only one. You know we love we love us some K Michelle. So don't do like that. No, we love some K Michelle. We love K Michelle. But so, I just thought that she was the only black country singer. She well, she's not because our good good girlfriend Mickey Guyton is the first black female solo artist to earn a Grammy nomination in country category, and she will be the first black female to co-host the Country Music Award. I think I could be a country singer. So let's get into her. If you do not know who she is, (laughs) go look her up. She got a great song out, Black Like Me. I like country music. But y'all buy my album, my single. I think I would be a cool country singer. Let me try. What would you change it? What would your name be? Um, It would be. It got to be something real country. Wait, what's her name again? Well, her. (laughs) 
Her name is Mickey Guyton. Mickey Guyton. So mine's will be Walona. Mine's will be Walona Treasure. Walona Treasure? Walona Treasure. I think y'all would buy my single. I think I would do good. And if you did well, you probably would be the first city (laughs) music artist that went country. But no, because Kate Michelle was, you know, then she went country, right? When? Kate Michelle was R&B, then she released a country album. You know, check that, because sometimes I make up stuff. So that could be made up. I think she... Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think, I think she made a couple of country songs or did she make a whole album or are we making shit up again? No, we I gotta think she had it. a whole album. Like remember when I told you Beyonce had a whole Spanish album? Did you ever check into that? No, I didn't. You got to cross over to these different genres. But I don't want to. I'm fine here where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's I'm fine here where I'm at. Culture today. Who do we have on our sick and shedding? Oh First my goodness. Up. Okay, so you guys know that we are mourning DMX, and I just want to say peace and paradise to rapper DMX, also known as Earl Simmons. DMX was on life support, and he was in a vegetative state when he passed, or before he passed. And I just ask that God watches over his family during this difficult time. DMX was like a big, big staple to the Black community, the rap community. And we just, we just want to pray for his family. We, we, we are, we suffered a major loss this this week. We suffered a major loss, a major, major loss. And then I also want to put Black Rob, who just recently passed, I think yesterday, on the sick and the shutting list. Um, I believe he passed of heart, no, kidney failure, if I'm not mistaken. And for all of those, all of those youngins who don't know who Black Rob is, he was signed to uh, Bad Boy Records back in the day. And damn, it's just like, we just keep losing people left and right. But you know what I wanted to speak on? I wanted to speak on (laughs) the fact that now that he has passed, how I've seen all the celebrities like posting pictures with him or posting pictures and saying, you know, oh, I I wish I could have helped or I reached out to you and blase, blase, blase. But I heard that he was homeless once upon a time. And I heard that he also had a GoFundMe up to, I guess, to receive a kidney and he didn't meet his goal. Like he was nowhere near his goal. So my question to everybody would be, should artists have a pension and medical or some type of health care after, you know, their career is, you know, after the career, like post-career? Should it be some type of compensation because a lot of these artists end up sick. A lot of these artists end up homeless. A lot of these artists end up suffering financial, like, you know, issues. So should it just be something like, definitely, how do you feel about that? There should definitely be something in place um, to support these artists. Again, some of them get into the game when they're so young. 
and they don't have the knowledge of a lot of things. So that lifestyle and keeping up with it, it, it definitely can cause wear and tear on the body, especially during the, the drug era. It's just so many things. But not only have a plan in place, where are the people? Uh, I didn't want to go there. I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to go there. Where are the I didn't, that was in a video, Harlem shaking with. You know, y'all said y'all said it was bad boy for life. Now it's just bad, and it's been bad. <laughs> y'all said it was bad boy for life. Now I'm not saying no names, but Mister Take That, Take That, you definitely could have chimed in and found this man a kidney, or you know, since he has passed, God rest his soul, you should be putting up. For all the whole cost, overall cost of the funeral expenses, like it shouldn't, they shouldn't have to put up another GoFundMe today to raise money to bury this man. Never. You, you've made over a million dollars off of "Take This Money," special delivery, and whatever other song Black Rob produced or or contributed towards hip hop. Like you should be. We did he? I'm, I I didn't want to say your name, feel- but. Not obligated, but kind of like that was, we should feel obligated I, to help him and his family. And it's like, why do we continue to want to do for people now that they're gone? We want to put all of these things. Right, and that's what irritated me. That's what irritated me this morning as I was going through social media. You had so many people saying, oh, I wish I would have known or I would have done this. No, you keep in touch with people after their career has tanked the same way you kept in touch with them when their career was flourishing. It keep the same energy. Check in with these people to understand where they're at in their health, where they're at in their finances. If you had that relationship and kept that relationship throughout the years, you would have known that this man was sick. You wouldn't have had to put up no old ass photos because you would have had current photos of this man. It ain't no, so I get irritated when I see stuff like that from celebrities like, oh, I tried to reach you, but Jojo in the park picked up your phone. This is a real thing. Somebody mm-hmm. said, oh, somebody picked up your, your phone in the park. And no, keep the relationships going. If we supposed to be family and it's supposed to be bad boy for life and take this and take that, I want you to keep that same energy. The same energy when I, you had when I was making you mm-hmm. money, keep the same energy after my career is, you know, settled and I'm just relaxing, whatever, post, post, um, career, whatever. And he's recommending they still make money off these people. Still make money. And we know you made over, over millions and millions of dollars because that was back when y'all was in y'all prime. Y'all was in y'all prime. Bad boy was on the scene. Like niggas was Harlem shaking and we was in Philly. Yeah. So (laughs) if y'all could see what she was doing. (laughs) But no, and that's not the... I don't want to make it seem like either that, you know, he has to like, it's an obligation, but you should feel bad and you should feel as though you should take that and pay for this man's funeral and make sure his kids is okay. Cause I know, I'm sure he has kids. Right. Looking out for the people. Yeah. So his family is on the, right. And he looked out for your pockets and we, we all know that you done jerk a couple of folks in their lifetime and probably still jerking them. Probably still jerking them. People so, still out there for their masters and can't get okay. it. Okay. And, and still can't get buy it. buy them back and still can't get it. But that's a whole nother. Can't even buy it from them. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Mace. 
we already know. Already <laughs> we don't know. even know if that man, we don't even know if that man got all of his masters and his rules, whatever, royalties, however that go. But no, you definitely should help out with the funeral expenses. So I, I hope that later on this week, we see something like that. Or even if we don't see it and you just do it behind closed doors, listen, do that. But I hope that this man gets the proper burial that he deserves and goes out in bad boy luxury. Yeah, absolutely. That, he deserves. that should be in a contract. Like moving forward. Right. <laughs> have these people to these labels. That should just definitely be something in a contract. Like for some reason, if you were to die and funeral arrangements could not be covered, this is what we'll do. That's why I ask, should healthcare be included, you know, after the person's career? Because that's healthcare important. Should be included once you are born out of the womb. Everybody- no, that's true too. For health, and that's a, it's so disgusting that we live in a country or a society where people have to choose between having legitimate health insurance or being yeah. able to pay another bill. How is that even a decision that you should have to make? But as far as these labels having these resources, definitely have the resources. Yeah, because you got to think about it. If I'm busting my ass like 365 days, like touring on buses, on planes, not getting enough sleep, not getting, not eating, eating enough food, I'm, I'm practicing, we choreographing you like they got to take their body and their mental, men, like mentality, like through soul much and I know over time or over the years that you keep doing the same thing like that's deteriorating so I just feel like health insurance should be offered a pension or something should be offered like I sacrificed and gave you my time in order for you to you know pay me and some of y'all don't even pay any don't pay these people what they're worth they don't and they're still still fighting for their money they're still fighting yeah then they gotta still fight but like to get stuff back, get their masters back. And I'm going to study and figure out how that works because I don't understand that. And I never understood that. Like how the whole master's thing is like set up. I'm here to ask my friend, but yeah. it's just, it's crazy. But I, I hope that if he doesn't publicize this, which he probably won't, I hope that he like pays for the funeral. And if he don't, then you're just a no good, dirty nigga. No good, dirty nigga. But <laughs> Revolt did make a comment, you know, about- the I don't give a fuck what they made. But we know that you know. I say that to say that we know that you know. But he didn't. I went to his page. He didn't make no comment about nothing. But you had DMX up there. I better see Black Rob up there. Whoa. I better see him. Yeah. <sighs> you had Earl. I better see Rob. I'm going to cancel them. Y'all talk about cancel culture. I had already canceled them a long time ago, but you really going to be canceled, Mr. Love. (laughs) Cancel culture has its limits and that could be one of them. I'm going to go on the wine and spirits and accidentally knock all that shit down. (laughs) All the Syrah. (laughs) We stopped drinking that shit a long time ago anyway. We on... We want other other stuff now. But um, all right, what we got next? We have some dumbass <laughs> beers. <laughs> we got some dumbass beers. <laughs> My first dumbass beer goes to the Wheelers. We have Rodney and Julie Wheeler. Rodney Wheeler helped his good, good wife 
fake her death to avoid federal charges or the healthcare fraud. And our good friend Rodney Wheeler claimed that his wife fell off a huge cliff, a which, cliff. <laughs> which caused a huge search to try to recover her good, good body. Julie Wheeler was found hiding her ass in her closet in her home. <laughs> She passed me out the closet like, wait, what happened? Where are those people? <laughs> Bitch, you, where were you? Where were you? Got the whole damn city looking for your ass and you alive on taxpayer dollars. I'm over it. Dumb as a <laughs> I mean, the cops recovered her hiding in the closet. <laughs> and now when they came out the closet, like I didn't know what was going on. What's going I'm, on? I'm alive. <laughs> you were looking for me. <laughs> So, unfortunately, Rodney Wheeler is sentenced to two months in prison and six months of home confinement. And Miss Julie Wheeler is sentenced to 54 months for the healthcare fraud and fake death scheme. And she is also required to pay $300,000 in restitution, which I think she should have got more jail time. My nigga, you was out here faking deaths. Like, (laughs) catch me if you motherfucking can. Well, they did catch you, bitch, in the closet. Yeah, your husband should have been more strategic in that plan and said, bitch, don't hide in the house. You go hide somewhere else. <laughs> if, if I'm looking for someone, I think the last place I would even think to look is in the house. How are you lost in your house? But nah, I'm gonna look in the house because I, I don't know. I'm just smart like that. <laughs> I'm look in the house. I'm not gonna try to look for her ass when she fell off the cliff. Cause I always be thinking it's just a conspiracy. Everything is a conspiracy theory anyway. And then my next dumb ass dear goes to no one other than our good, good uncle, grandpa, grandfather, Morgan Freeman. Great, great grand. Uncle Morgan made a comment towards anti-vacciners telling them to just go get the freaking vaccine. He said that his only wishes is for those people who are refusing to take the daggone shots, and I mean daggone, that's what he said, daggone, would change their minds and realize this is one of those things we really have to do. He also said that I'm not a doctor, but I trust science. And I'm told that for some reason, people trust me. So here I am. To say, I trust science and I got the vaccine and I just got one thing to say to my good, 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 good grandpa Morgan Freeman, kiss my black ass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, which shot did you get? Because you've been old your whole life. So you, I'm not taking no medical advice from a nigga that been looking like he was a hundred since he was two. You can't (laughs) tell me shit. (laughs) But then again, he's still out here living and thriving and surviving. So maybe he might uh, be doing something. That was, that was before you started getting vaccinated. Now that you, you may just kick the bucket. I don't know. Listen, he lived a long life. <laughs> a long, good life. Okay. But I'm not taking no advice from you, Mr. Uncle Morgan Freeman. Okay. So my thing was, what annoyed me about it, you stop pushing your views on other people. If you wanted to sit up in that chair and get injected with this mess, then you go right ahead. Kudos to you. 
but don't be up here in the public commenting told my son y'all better get y'all daggone shots sounding like a damn Damn. whole house slave leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) i don't trust nobody that says y'all better just go get the daggone shot (laughs) that's when he's fed up (laughs) he's fed up (laughs) and they're gonna say in the same breath i'm not a doctor but i believe in science well where the hell you been at for the past couple of years Cause science been doing us all wrong. All wrong. All wrong. What plantation you been on? Cause it ain't been no, right ever since. It ain't been right. <laughs> well, I don't know what he's taking or what he's not taking, but pop, pop, I'm gonna have to leave you with that one right there. Sit your old ass down if I make change. Don't be telling us what to do out here. <laughs> Let people do what they want to do for as they see fit. All right, Mr. Freeman. Mm-mm. he pissed me off with that one i was pissed off so our last dumbass dares <laughs> is the white couple in south carolina jonathan oh. peatland and his wife the hype man in the back egging it on recording mm-hmm. so this man decides that it is okay to one let's say it's racially profiling it was very you don't know what this man is from. You don't know if he lives there or not, but Jonathan decided to assault a black man mm-hmm. and his wife decided to record it. A young black man at that. It wasn't there even no one on his not equal. A yeah. at all. Um, and he decided to put his hands on him and wanted to flex probably because he knew he was bigger, he was older, and ultimately because he knows he's white. <clears throat> yeah, privilege. So forget you and your wife. But not only should you have been charged, but your wife should have been charged. Oh, yeah. You were recording. I don't know how old he was. And I'm going to fact check it. I believe it said like 21 or something like that. Maybe. But at 21 to me is still young. Like my, my little cousin is 21. To me, he's still a baby. Like credit what? What credit? But you were recording basically a minor a little bit in a sense without his consent. And then... You were dumb as shit for doing it because you were criminalizing you and your husband. You and your husband. <laughs> and he wasn't a threat because you asked to walk this man home to his house. You don't know why he was in the neighborhood. He was minding his black business and minding. you decided to come outside with no shoes on your feet to disturb the peace. So the whole black community decided to tell you, bring Hello. him out, bring him out. We're not going to touch you. We're just going to talk. We just want to talk. Come on, not? We just want to talk. Come outside. Come outside real quick. Let me holler at you. Let me let me talk to you. Let me talk to the man. You thought you was big and bad. Like, like what, what did you get out of going outside, basically? He could have been your child's age. And going out and flexing on this little boy. And the little boy wasn't being confrontational. He just said, don't oh. touch him. You know? But where do you get off going outside, not only trying to touch on this boy, but to asking him where he lives at, like he's obligated to tell you. Like if I'm walking in the neighborhood, I can walk in the neighborhood. I'm not doing anything wrong. But where do you get off walking outside telling me you about to walk me home? I'm about to walk you right on the heaven's gates. If you think, <laughs> if you think that you're about to put hands and feet on me and then think you're going to es- uh, es- escort me to my house. <laughs> And then your nasty wife is sitting there backing you up and egging you on. Like I it's okay. I don't condone violence, but that was that would have been the type of situation where you just start windmilling on every fucking body. Whoever get hit, get hit. Everybody. 
taking them off. <laughs> Whoever can hit, get hit, and I will suffer the consequences later because what you're not going to do is think you're going to put your hands on me or push right. me or escort me or talk down to me because he was really getting aggressive with this little boy. He was very aggressive. And it's like, for what? Why? Why did you feel the need to have this moment of flexing on this young man? Young. It just doesn't make no sense. And it just makes you want to question, what is it about us that bothers y'all so much? Like, why does my Blackness bother you guys? It's been like this for a very, very long time. I mean, well before Morgan Freeman. It's been like this (laughs) for years where they have pushed this agenda to make it seem like the Black man and the Black woman are just the biggest threat. But you guys use that as a reason as to why you do the things that you do. You're not really scared of us. You just want to keep pushing that to make it seem like, oh, I was threatened. Oh, I was afraid. Keep your scary ass in the house. (laughs) No, but I have to, I I will say that I literally do think they're afraid. I I think they're afraid of what we can become. And And, And what we can do. I don't care what you say. It's just something about us Black people. And I don't want it to sound wrong, but we just got this thing with us. Oh, we the shit. Like, we just got this thing with us. You're not going to talk to us no type of way. You're not going to push up on us no type of way. If it's a fight to be had, (laughs) either we're going to go to jail, we're going to go to jail anyway because we Black. Or the police going to fuck us up. They're going to fuck us up regardless. So we might as well just take one for the team and fuck you up. Like, (laughs) And that's where we're at with it. Unfortunately. It's just just this thing about us that triggers them. That makes us come off as a threat. Because we may, in fact, be a threat to them. I I think a lot of them are scary. I I really do. A moment where all at once, every Black person just get the click and we all just snap into who we really are and what we really can do. For the people that don't that know- That would be unstoppable. Power, what? Talk it about a moment to be alive. For the people that don't know what Black people are capable of doing and where we come from and our lineage and our ancestors. Like I want mm-hmm. everybody to just tap into it. All we that come from greatness. And, we've been and I want everybody to just be like- Like, oh, oh let's snap out of it. Oh, oh, oh what happened? Right. But that's going to take, it's going to take us really sitting down with one another and really coming up with a plan and really not fearing each other. Because I think ultimately not, not only do they fear us, but in our own community, we have people that we fear each other. It's competition, but again, something that we have been taught to be in competition with each other light skin versus dark skin yeah versus small rich versus poor like we have been conditioned to be in competition with ourselves for so long yeah but we need to realize that we can do more collectively together than we We can with us trying to fight against each other yep yep we are so powerful we are what's that saying if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together we got to have that mentality we got to keep that mentality Let's go together. I'm excited. I get excited yeah. about black people all the time. Like I love being black. I love black. I do too. I, I wouldn't change it. it. I would not change it. I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> I like 
being blackity black black i like being the only black person in the room sometimes because i'm going to say whatever the fuck i want to say and then i'm going to look around the room and make sure we all make eye contact and make sure it's a clear understanding that i'm going to say what the fuck i want to say to all of you (laughs) i live for the moments where i can show up and be blackity black okay and look around and be like now who's going to say something nobody all right (laughs) especially during this time you know people are so sensitive and yeah, I just kiss like my sensitive ass because I'm not having no filter with nobody. I love it. <sighs> so that was our dumb as the deers. Um, uh-uh, and now it's called dumb ass deers. I, I like how you, it was actually a mistake, you guys, but I'm going to take that and run with it because I like coming y'all, calling y'all dumb ass deers. Little dumb ass deers. All right, so I think we are on to our kiss letter. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I wonder why we make that noise. Kisses doesn't really sound like it, does it? It don't. Kisses is like, kisses don't make a noise. It depends on how sloppy you put it, I guess. No, because even if it's sloppy, it doesn't, <laughs> it don't, it don't make a noise. I don't think I ever kissed somebody and I heard it. Like. Yeah, no. Unless. Um, no, I've never. I'm thinking for myself. Now, if I kiss my nephew, I'll be like, mm, 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 like I'll make the little noises for him because he gets a kick out of it. But like a grown ass adult, like it doesn't make a, a sound. I don't think it, it, uh, it doesn't, even if it's sloppy with a lot of spit, like it just doesn't. It, it well, it definitely makes a noise <laughs> if it's sloppy with it. Don't, but like, I don't, it's not that, it's not that. No, like, you got your old ass grandparents that kiss you and make like old ass sounds like, but like, no, it don't make everybody to go kiss somebody. Go kiss kiss your neighbor and come back and come back and let us know if it make a sound. Noise or was it like, what was the noise? I'm gonna go kiss somebody and see. I'm not, I'm gonna leave that up. And let us know what it sounds like. All right. You want to read it? You know what? I purposely you... did not read it because I wanted to be surprised this week. So Okay. So I'll read it. Let me All hear right. it. So shout out to you guys for always dropping stuff in our inbox. Um, so it says a few months ago, I found some Viagra in my boyfriend's truck. <laughs> I did. <laughs> this, is why, this is why I didn't read it. Oh, God. I didn't really think of anything. I didn't really think anything of it as he had mentioned trying it before we were together because of some issues he was experiencing with a diminished libido, libido, sorry. I usually drive his truck during a week and he uses my car to commute for work, but he took his truck to work two days last week. I was getting something out of the truck for him after he got home from work on the second day and I saw that half a pill was going. <laughs> I'm feeling very anxious now that he could be cheating on me. I don't understand why he would need to take half of one in the time frame of when he was either going in or coming home from work. I don't know how to bring this up to him. I desperately need advice. That's a good one. Um, Mm. So she's trying to figure out if he, so it's clear that they both know that he takes that. Right. That's what I was about to so say. She's trying to figure out why was half of it missing and he didn't use it with her. Right. Ooh, that's a good one. Because since he probably was cheating. 
<sighs> that's hmm. the vibe never lie y'all it if that's like saying if you got a box of condoms and he know yes you got a box of condoms and he go back in your car and one out of the 20 is missing and y'all didn't use it cheat since she was cheating cheating <laughs> something that i always do that i'm really trying to get out of it is this thing where you like kind of give people the benefit of the doubt I'm, nah, I'm not doing that no more so what if he wanted to please himself which is absolutely <laughs> nah i don't i don't my nigga's intuition is telling me that uh, that's not it it's it's so many possibilities sis uh nah. bring it to his attention mm-hmm. the yeah the best bet would be for you to sit his viagra taking ass down and say one of them pills was gone sir one of them was gone who when did you take it and why who and with who because it wasn't with me you, yeah you came home with a lip dick i where was you okay? <laughs> and then in her car or my car. Yeah. No, it was in his, it was in his truck, I think she said. Cause he usually drives her car to so come. Why are you to even work. carrying it with you? Shouldn't that be something that you keep in your home? I would prefer you to keep that shit in your wallet if you're gonna be using the blue pill, sir, on other people. Because she wouldn't have known that you had it had you not had it in a car. So you just carrying it around just in case you was able to lay a low and spread Carrying it, it around like it's a fucking Aleve or aspirin. That's, it's his vitamins and you're just out here popping them <laughs> whenever you feel what you do. So it, again, I have I have a whole story about that. Oh, can you please tell us? Please tell us. <laughs> I have a whole story about that. And <laughs> please tell us. Please tell us. So th- Choo-choo! So, so many things pop into my head because it's like if you're at work or doesn't it have to be a time frame of when you can pop the pill and it starts to kick in? I have no idea because gladly I've never had to experience no one well, I had. taking a it blue pill. Child. Okay. So. <laughs> I done dealt with some small dicks, but I ain't dealing with no lip dicks. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, somebody wrote a comment that said, I love that you guys are so transparent. And I sort of think that maybe we are just a little bit. It's fine with me. The more transparent, the better. I have so many stories that I would like to share with you because you guys are my boyfriends and girlfriends. Like we cousins. Yeah, Yeah, we are family. I'm waiting for the story. Well, you know what? I'm going to... Uh-uh. You're going to tell us the story. We I'm going to tell you the Viagra story because it kind of goes to one of the questions that was asked to me. So yeah. I guess we can just close out our kiss letter and say, sis, pull up a homie, ask pull him up. why he got half a eaten Viagra pill. Ask that man where or if the you want to be other... a detective like all women are, follow him. Take a day off of work. Uh-uh. Don't even do that. You just sit him down on the couch and be like, look here, little limp dick man. I was searching in the car and I saw that one of them blue pills was missing. This is not the matrix. Where the fuck did the blue pill go? Where did it go? Where did it go? And now, Molly, the Viagra story. <laughs> okay, so let me go. To- <laughs> I don't know why this is, <laughs> why you want to hear the story. I want the so- world to hear it. <laughs> The world probably doesn't want to hear, but I'm going to tell it anyway. So someone okay. asked a question that said, um, have you ever had a guy turn you completely off during <laughs> sex? What was it? Did you tell him or leave him alone? 
So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> this is me being very open and honest and transparent with you guys. You know, we are adults. We love it. Adult conversation. Mm-hmm. So kids, if you're listening, turn it the fuck off. Turn it off. So it was this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And we knew each other for a while. So I met him maybe my sophomore year in high school. Yeah. And he was a little bit older than me. This was my first take on an older guy. (laughs) And it's just been shits from there. (laughs) So I never, um, we never dated. I met him in high school. He was a little bit older than me, but he constantly stayed in contact. Once I started dating my boyfriend in high school, I kind of like just fell back from him. He never fell back from me. So he would constantly <laughs> check in, check up. Um, once I went away to school, he was still checking in. So the streets, I had to leave him alone. Mm. They was calling, but I said, uh-uh. So from the time that I lost my virginity <laughs> until I was 24, I was with the same person. Woo, a long ass time, Right. So I went on a spiritual journey in college where I just was not sexual at all. People to today do not believe, oh my God, how did you go to HBCU? Now, I never said that I didn't talk to people. I just said that I was never really sexual with anybody throughout my whole academic college career. So once I got back home and got settled in, my phone was ringing. Ring, ring, ring. Curiosity. So when curiosity calls, do not pick it don't. up don't so mine's was really done out of curiosity so I wanted to try something different I had never been with nobody else I was tempted to see what it was going to be like and it was the fucking dumbest idea I ever had hmm. so long story short <laughs> I met up with a guy we talked and we end up having intercourse <laughs> so <clears throat> this is really like an out-of-body experience I remember like being on the couch watching tv and I remember seeing him like grab like a packet uh-huh. and me being young and dumb and very sexually inexperienced. So he's like, he's making noise too. Not like he's trying to be discreet at all. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe it's like vitamins or something. I don't know. And it turns out to be little blue pills. So oh. one thing led to another. And I'm such in my mind that I'm not even really understanding what's going on. And it just started happening. <laughs> I think that, my spirit left my body. Left your body, sis. Top of me saying, sis, get the fuck up. Get up. Go, leave. What are you doing down there, girl? Get up. I couldn't move. And it's not like it wasn't consensual. It was nothing like that. Like it, we were two consenting adults. But my spirit had just left the body. My body was just here. Like, get up, sis. You got to go. Like, this ain't, this ain't it. This should not have been your, your second experience in your life. You got to redo this. It was over again. I could not. I was such in my head that I never talked to the man again. <laughs> I left after that and was just like, God, this can't be it. This could not be what I thought I was missing. But that was one of my worst experiences. Not again because I was in my own head trying to figure out what the pills were. What, what's going on? Is it drugs? Is it vitamins? What are you? Well, taking? first of all. I don't think that the pills activate that fast. So I'm confused. It, it was a it was a little bit of a time frame. So I'm still kind of trying to figure out what's going on over there. And it, it wasn't like immediately. 
but it was enough time in between, I guess, so it can kick in. I don't know. Maybe he had to supercharge ones. And he wasn't, he wasn't old. So if I'm 24, he's probably like 27. Oh, and he was already on them pills. Oh, oh. And, and it's not to bash men. Oh, no, not to bash. She's just talking about her personal experience. My but, personal experience. But sis says the soul ass. left her body and was it hovering did. over. Like, it was like, get up, get up. Why are you still like, wait, but why he, again, I was 24, very inexperienced. That was my only experience where I said that I really tried to forget it. Like, mm, it yeah. didn't happen. But I say all of that to say, check for them pills. Girl, check you probably pills. dating somebody right now and you don't even know it. Don't even know that they be taking them pills. All right. They be taking <laughs> the pills. Some of them be fully charged and you trying to figure out where, why, why, <laughs> and how, <laughs> why and how. Again, if you got to take the pills, take them. Because there's some women out here that needs extra moisture. Some things happen yeah. in your body and it's perfectly normal. It's perfectly okay. But that was just your experience. That was we're not life. bashing or like, it's just. And I was that, freaking 24. I'm like, it was, hey. it was funny as hell. Like, <laughs> it was funny as hell because I didn't already heard the fucking story. Listen. And. I was around when it happened and you told me and I was cracking the fuck up then and I'm cracking the fuck up now. So. And I'm still trying to figure out. Till today, years later, I'm just like, well, what the hell was that? What the hell was that? And if you're ever in that situation and your spirit leaves your body and tell you to get up, you can get the hell up and go. You don't got... I just was in a daze. I was trying to figure First this out. First of all, it's not even going to happen like that disco round because the, 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 the... I can't even get it out. I know people think that we're thrilled. Because the in in my thirties, Aquafina is gonna say, "Yo, my man, what what do you what oh, are you going you over there? You couldn't even get. What are you going over there to do? What is that? They might. <laughs> let me see the name to make sure it's not like prescription. Let me see. <laughs> let me. What is that? What is <laughs> okay. I've heard so many times when women say, "Oh, I just did it because I didn't want to get up, or I didn't want to." Ah, fuck that. What? It's Girl, that place. is your Listen. body. You can get up, you can leave, you can say, no, uh-uh, this ain't going to work. You it's been plenty of times back. where before sex, I would even ask the person, do you have unprotected sex with other people? You have, like, how many? When when was the last time? When was the last time you was tested? And you then proceed to go on with my regular schedule program after they answer ask, the questions. <laughs> you can ask these questions. You can say no. You don't owe nobody anything. You don't. You do not have to be in these sexual acts if you do not know nope. in them. Absolutely not. You can tell a nigga no in a minute and tell him to you get up. You can tell a nigga no in a minute. And you get can leave. Sis, always know that you can leave. And or make them leave. No. You can make them leave too. Same get thing out. guys. That girl get undressed and you like ah. I, I, I had a friend, right? <laughs> He's gonna kill me because he listens. I had a friend who once told me <laughs> that he watched a girl get undressed and he said, I saw her body and I felt like a pedophile. So I said, Oh no. He said, I made her put her clothes back on because. It just was too childish. <laughs> I said, wait, what? Man, what did she say? She was like, she was just like, I don't understand. What's wrong? He just was like, I- I'm not in the mood no more. I can't. Uh-huh. Was he was just like, no, like it just looked too premature. Like, I just... 
So men, men are okay with doing that too. Like, yeah, and men, you have the right to walk away if something doesn't smell the way you want it to smell. Look the way. Oh, absolutely. Smell, if the shit is not smelling, now I'm not saying just <laughs> just walk out. I mean, you might want to say, "Oh man, like this, this ain't it right now." Okay. No, I've, I've had like a person like sniff me. He did a lot of weird shit, <laughs> but like I think he got a kick out of it too because I'm never thinking. But so let me just also go to the <laughs> in my fair share of older men. Older men, and I'm not speaking for all of them, older men sexually and younger men, and younger men, I mean like actually my age, mm-hmm. are different sexually. So some men prefer hair. Oh, yeah. They do. Some men like certain things that a younger man may not like. Mm-hmm. You gotta kind of I actually, I actually saw a quote from somebody and he's from Philly and I was cracking the fuck up because he wrote on another post about commenting on the hair thing. And the person was like, y'all, y'all, y'all men still be going down on chicks with hair down there. And then the guy commented and said, I got braces. Call me a lawnmower. (laughs) (laughs) He said, call me the lawn mower. Cause I like some hair down here. And he's and somebody, too, and that goes back like a child. He's not an older guy. He's like our age. <laughs> Sir said, "I got braces, a roo roo, a roo roo." <laughs> different strokes for different folks. No, but yeah, I've had like I've watched a person like I think he just got like a weird fetish out of it though. Like like sniff me. He would like sniff me. Like put his fingers and like sniff it and like I like it's just. And I'll be looking like <laughs> you be surprised with turns for and then on. I weird. I'll just keep it there. Like you'll be surprised. And on his fingers and snip his fingers in front of me. And I'm just like, is this your thing without telling me this is your thing? Like, this is your thing. <laughs> he always did tell me he liked me in pink and white toes. I think he got like a foot fetish too. <laughs> I, I know what a foot fetish. And I just tell people, don't knock it <laughs> till you try it. I'm not knocking it, but it's just, it, it was weird for me because it was new for me. I'm like, mm, okay, this is a thing too. You like feet too. It's a okay. lot of things out here. <laughs> yeah, that's my, um, to answer our DP question, that, that was my response. Kind of long, but. That was fine. Oh, so I guess we can go on with, how many questions you want to answer? You guys was asking us questions. We're not going to answer all of them. You can give it. You have one. Okay. So one of them said, give a funny sex story. (laughs) Since we're on the topic of sex. Can't make this shit up. So my funny sex story was in the midst of me and this person having sex, you know, during sex, I like to talk to you and I want you to talk to me. Mm -hmm. I want us to talk to each other. If we're not talking, then that means somebody is not enjoying themselves. (laughs) Or someone is not deeply into it as the next person. So in the midst of us talking to each other, I couldn't hear what this person said to me <laughs> while we were having sex. So he's into it. I know he into it. Oh, yeah, the moans and stuff and the calling out your names. But this one time he said something, I couldn't hear it. And I didn't want to mess the mood up. But then he said it again. Mm. He said, zum, 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 zum. So, 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 so. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, 
He said it one more time. So me being me, I got tired of not being able to decipher what he said. So I turned my head around because, you know, it was from the back. I turned my head around like, what you say? <laughs> I mean, and it wasn't in no sexual, sexy type of, I'm like, wait, what you say? <laughs> when I tell you we cracked the fuck up, he was like, I said. <laughs> What did he say? What did he say? I can't even. I can't even say what he said because he probably another person that listens. I can't oh, say what he you said. You must have story. <laughs> I can't say what he said, but he said I, it. I, I, he said it, and, and I and I fucked it up because I should have said it back. <laughs> but yeah, that was my funny sex story. When you can't hear what niggas be saying when y'all having sex. You just, I had enough, so I had to turn around and say, oh, What you say? <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> oh my gosh. What other question? Let me see. Um, someone said, What's your take on shrooms? Yes, oh, only in a group or at Coachella. <clears throat> I've never been to Coachella. I, I, I've never been to Coachella and never had a shroom. So <laughs> that's a that's a, all in itself. This question is it's hilarious. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind trying it if I knew that I wouldn't become addicted. Like I need to talk to other people and see how was their first experience. Like, is this something like crack? Like you just gonna be messed right. up afterwards, or is it something like marijuana where it makes you calm? And after it wears off, it wears off. Like, I, I have questions. I wouldn't mind, though. I'm not. <laughs> so, and it would have to be around you guys. Like, it would have to be around my friends and family. around a trusted group of yeah, people. It, it will only have to be around you guys. I couldn't do that around people that I don't know or in another location. It would have to be in my home, your home, or our friend's home. I need somebody to take care of me in case I'm hanging from a chandelier naked, titty swinging. Titty just blowing in the air. <laughs> and I don't think that I should try it for multiple reasons. The one I went Gosh. to, here goes a story, here goes a story. I went to California for the first time and I absolutely love it. California to me was just so free, carefree, uh-huh. just so laid back. It's a real vibe. We went to the dispensary, first mm-hmm. time there. <clears throat> So I remember it like it was yesterday. I had not, like a crumb, a crumb of a cookie. And I think I had maybe one or two puffs. This is my first time like really indulging in marijuana. Like it was my first time. So yeah. I'm a little, a little on, but I'm still chill. So we go to breakfast. I'm in California. We go to breakfast. Um, it was a day party. We get in, having a good time. I remember sitting down. I know exactly what I ate. I had a breakfast burrito. I had uh, maybe a margarita. And then all of a sudden, it just hit me like a pound of bricks. I go to stand up and I passed out in the middle of a day. Now, people there will say, girl, you didn't pass out. You just fell. 
Have you ever hit the ground unwillingly with your eyes closed? Because to me, that's a definition of passing. Not with my eyes closed, but with my eyes open. In the middle of a day, I swore <laughs> my organs was just shut in. Damn. I was like, my cousin said, you started giving me all your information. You gave me all your passwords. Like, I just knew my life was over. You just knew and that death was upon I you. knew that death had knocked on my door. And God was like, Come on, the, re- the reaper was sitting there with a come marijuana on, shirt come on, on. Come on home. <laughs> it was just, I don't like the feeling of not being in control. Yeah. So I think I would be a little bit better the next time around. Like, I'm okay. It's like, now. You, I think what did it for you was probably the two puffs after the crumb. No, I think it was maybe the sun, the drink. I only had one drink. The sun, I was said, sitting in the sun. My friend said the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Glowing in the sun with the heat. It felt you might sun. You might have been dehydrated, friend. <laughs> it, I don't know what it was, but I just remember people standing over top of me. Oh, shit. You was really This is why I still try to figure out, why do y'all always invite me to go out the city with y'all? Y'all love to invite me places and I act the fool every time y'all <laughs> take me somewhere. Y'all just keep telling me to come back for more. Friend said... Friend said it was the sun. It was the vitamin D, C, E, and F. It was the sun. So that contributed to her dying and coming back. I don't think that would be something that I need to try. (laughs) I don't think (laughs) I should try it. Don't give it to me because I may just turn up and lose my mind. I would, I would like to try it, but it would have to. I would have to know like what's in it. I would have to know who made it. Nobody just yeah. in the backyard. It would have to be in a dispensary. I would have to be around trusted friends and family. Like I said, someone that's going to take care of me because otherwise my legs probably would be open to the sun. Pussy just swinging in the wind. I, it's just <laughs> open. <laughs> it would be just open. It would be shaved or, or waxed, but it would, it would probably be open. So, yeah. <laughs> dispensary shrooms, maybe. Maybe, but if you uh, just throwing it out in your grandmama backyard, if you just throwing it out in your backyard, no, thank you. We don't want it. We don't want it. Um, what's another question you guys asked? How did you guys meet? <laughs> oh, one year at band camp. <laughs> <laughs> so we met in high school. We did. We did. We met at high school. And I don't know if I feel like we were in humanities class and I asked you for some gummy snacks because I'm greedy. And I I, probably had the snacks on that. That sounds about right. I feel like I was sitting in front of you and you and your best friend was sitting behind me. And you pulled out like some Welcher's great type of That sounds about right. And I turned around and asked you for some. And I was like, here, girl, you want some candy? I turned around and asked you for some. And I feel like we've been friends ever since. Girl, we've been friends over some candy, some Welcher snacks. No, I feel like we were friends ever since because I believe you worked at Krispy Kremes at the time and I worked at Wendy's. Oh my God, remember and, that would come on Mondays and share snacks. And it would be me, you, and another person because he worked at Pizza Hut and we all would exchange food because we're so fucking greedy. Yeah. And we kept that tradition going until probably the end of time until niggas like switch jobs. But I do remember us being in humanities class 
and I turned around and asked you for some fruit snacks. <laughs> and then my ex-boyfriend at the time that always used to sit next to me called me greedy, if I'm not mistaken. And it was greedy because I didn't know you, but I wanted some candy. <laughs> and I had no problem with sharing my snacks. And I feel like ever since you shared your gummies with me, I made sure that I came in with a spicy chicken sandwich or some type of something from Wendy's. So shout out <laughs> to that other classmate because he used to hook me up with the cheese. Oh, listen, he used to hook us up. And All even right. if he used to go there in person after we found yep. out where he was. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Listen. Shout out we to that. We made sure that we all ate good and didn't have to eat no school lunch. Okay. Oh my God. Good times. But that's how we met. And that class used to be the best. I loved humanity. I love humanities. I loved humanities. Like the teacher was such a vibe in herself and she was so smart. That was probably like the first black woman figure that I knew personally that went and graduated from Harvard, I, right? She was at that Harvard a Harvard grad Harvard she was so dope at that time something that I've never seen before right right something that I didn't know that I needed to see I didn't even know that something like that existed she was so pro-black and so woke and so knowledgeable and so smart and had and a was in, and was that in was, her skin okay and I've never seen like someone in such a professional setting with a tongue ring that I think yep. with me and she I loved was it so artistic and tattoos and tattoos and she was just I want to find her where is she what is she doing now I don't know I wish we could find her can we interview her like that would be so dope for her to see us now I <laughs> loved her oh my god I loved her too she and then mind you she was a person who didn't bite her tongue she also, that was also the first teacher ever in life that introduced me to um, a place where you can have like a safe setting. Like she used to have like group meetings with us mm -hmm. in a circle where we could talk about anything real freely and she would give us advice and we could ask her questions and she would answer and we answer our straight up curse words and all what curses out yes. work wasn't done would not play with us at all used to come in the room and tell me that my boyfriend was parked outside waiting for me and then had the nerve to ask me how old he was Talk you know about what I did? students where they are <laughs> and no you know what i did i answered her <laughs> and told her the truth okay <laughs> she'd be like he's outside in the car is he waiting for you <laughs> okay teacher that told me question everything question everything used to tell us that every Don't single day what someone tells you question everything she was just so awesome she never knew awesome. a person that went to harvard like we need more african-american teachers that was like miss m we're just yeah. going to call her miss m yeah I, I really think we should try to find her I, I think she's her. still down there my, she's probably like the dean or something. I'm not sure, but let's find her and take her to lunch. Just to oh, lunch, we appreciate. I want to interview her too. <laughs> we have to find her. So we're we'll gonna keep look her. We'll keep it clean. <laughs> keep it real clean. We'll keep it real clean. Even though she probably would be with shit. <laughs> but I love her. Teachers are so important. Yeah. So I guess we could do two more questions and then. So this question, <laughs> I get asked all the time and I really why are you laughing because I enjoy <laughs> when people ask me um 
what is my favorite skincare and what fragrances that I'm wearing. So I actually think this needs to be a whole episode so we can share with people what fragrance, what skincare, what vitamins, what minerals, everything that we use on our bodies. But to answer this one, um, so I suffered from adult acne, horrible, horrible thing. And it just never wanted to go away. So Mm -hmm. once I finally got the adult acne cleared, I really went on a deep skin regimen just to try to keep it clear and to keep it breakout free. So you and I can attest to this. Yeah, sure can. Clinique, yes, yes. Black women (laughs) use Clinique. Now, should we? I don't know, but I was using it and it really did work for me. Um, once I transitioned, I started to use recently. Now I use Dermalogica. I really do enjoy Derma, Derm, Dermalogica. I use the cleansing gel. I use the daily exfoliant. I'm still trying to test that one out. It's kind of new. Um, I use soap and glory, vitamin C wash, um, Ule Hendrix dark spot toner. Mm-hmm. And I'm still using the Clinique hydrate and jelly. I love it. I'm still using it. It's so bomb. It is bomb. And it's really great for the warmer months. It's not going to do you too good once it get cold outside. But for the warmer months, it does work. It doesn't leave you oily. And again, I have severe combination skin. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that when I eat dairy, it sparks it up. It becomes okay. so dairy and greasy foods. are it's like not a trigger. Common. It's a trigger for my yeah. skin. Right now, I'm nowhere near as oily as I used to be. And Mm -hmm. I think a major contribution to that is with me working out. So when you work out and you sweat, I feel like it just cleanses your skin. Like it's pushing out the toxins and it's cleansing your skin. I can see that. When people say, oh, I'm detoxing and my skin is breaking out. It's because your body is trying to rid all of those germs and detox your body. So it has to come out somewhere. Yeah. Well, those are a few of my top skincare products. They are really, really inexpensive. Maybe not that Dermalogica. That's a little pricey, but the rest of them are really inexpensive. They do work. So maybe, you know, we can do an episode dedicated to our. I'm with it. I'm with health it. Healthcare and mental care and skincare and just caring all around. All right, let me see. One last question. One last question. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> are you are y'all easily distracted by other people's accomplishments and successes? Mm, that's a good one. I can say that paying attention or comparing yourself to other people is the the thief of joy absolutely so I don't compare my successes I don't compare my accomplishments to what other people have done um but I do look at what other people are doing to see what I can do different or what I can do better I am very competitive in nature so Anything that somebody else is doing, I'll think about how I can tweak it, how I can do something differently than what they're doing, or how I can do it better. So I I wouldn't say that I compare anything because half of the time, I don't give a shit what everybody else is doing. (laughs) And that's the truth. Respectfully. (laughs) I constantly try to 
measure my own success based off of where I was the previous year. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm in competition, honestly, with myself because I want to be better than where I was in a different space than where I was. It's so hard for you to compare yourself to other people because you don't know people struggle. Right. And you're, I feel like, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. No, you just don't, you just don't know. So don't beat yourself up. If you don't have that dream car yet, if you don't have that dream house, if you don't have that dream career, everything is supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen. And that's something that I had to teach myself because for a long time, until I got comfortable with myself, I would go on social media and be like, damn, Mm-hmm. This, this is not it I'm missing something something I'm missing it and what I was missing was the confidence in my own self yeah and once that's I, what I was about to say yeah once I became confident with myself and had that talk with myself I'm just like you can't be in competition with other people you have yeah. to do what you can do when you can do it how you can do it with what you have and like you said oh no go and, ahead no and I was just saying like a, like you said I think a lot of people are going on social media and they are comparing their beginning result to somebody's end result. But I mean, we, we don't know what people are going through behind closed doors or what they had to do to get, get what they have mm-hmm. or the struggles and stuff like that. Somebody could be getting their ass beat, but they showing you a full face beat of makeup. So we gotta, it's, uh, it's crazy because I always say, if I didn't have to be on social media, I wouldn't be on social media. Like I would just live my life pre-social media ages like I was doing when it was just Facebook. But it's like you need it now to work. You need it to monetize off of. So it's kind of hard. But I guess that comes in or you can kind of sort of tweak it and change it to just utilizing it to your benefit. Only go on social media if you have a product to sell or something to say, or if it's business related, you know, don't scroll at leisure because that's not benefiting you. Scroll if you have something to gain. Scroll if you have something to provide. Scroll if, you know, you're, or it could even be, just clean it up then if that's the case if you're going to be on it clean it up and follow people that you know is aligned with you and what you're trying to do so that you're not scrolling and looking at like influencers and just like regular people that's like being gaudy and just clean it up so that way you're not soaking up all of that energy so that way you won't feel bad about yourself and you won't feel you want to follow people that are realistically living and becoming the things that you aspire to be it motivates you so I followed the neos and and the davids and who else is like very transparent with uh how they are it's like it's plenty of other people that are transparent with their start and their finish so yeah but I could see how that could be, I could see how people could compare themselves, but I, I think that I can say that we both are kind of sort of comfortable in our skin to where we really don't give a shit about what other people are doing or what they have. We want things. We'll talk about the pocketbooks Absolutely. that we want and the cars that we're going to have, but we're confident enough to know that those things are attainable and that we will have those things and we're appreciating our now and where we are now because we, we we've come a long way. So I don't oh, have time. Exactly. 
if you got time to worry about nobody else it's going to make the future that much better because y'all should have saw me in 2017 i appreciate the humble beginnings (laughs) (laughs) in the words of tabitha brown (laughs) oh god we thank you we thank you because honey come a long long mighty long way yeah i was looking kind of rough in 2017 (laughs) it was kind of dark 2020 was a little rough (laughs) 2020 was real rough just last year but that was a great question yeah don't compare yourself be you Stand in your truth, find out who you are, and enjoy you. Yeah. Life is too short. Fuck everybody else. Respectfully, sorry. And then I guess we will end it with our Black business. Okay, what you got for us? So I did a good deed because my good, good, good friend Molly she loves this person that I'm about to mention and our good good girlfriend Sarah Jakes dropped a new book called Woman Evolve this week break up with your fears and revolution your life and I said to myself and myself said hey hmm, let me get my friend a book when I get myself a book so I did just that and you guys go out and support Sarah Jakes on Amazon or Target, because I know she was saying something about Target sales not being up and it's hard to get people to purchase books at Target. So if y'all had a local Target, go and pick up Sarah Jakes' new book, Woman Evolve, and get this lady to where she needs to be. Because, you know, I actually resonate with her because she's real. And is real. I love she had real life struggles and she's not afraid to speak on it. And I like pastors or preachers or whatever you want to call them that are like that because it displays that realness to me. I feel like I, I can understand them more or better versus another preacher that, you know, somewhere else that just. this It has to be something in this book because not only did you purchase this book for me, but my husband purchased this book for me. So whatever's in this book is something in there for me. I need to read it. Um, I'm super excited. So I have two of the same books. I'm going to read it. I thank you very much. I thank both of you very much for gifting me with this book. Um, I'm excited. And I just ask that being as though that you have two books now that you just gift one of the other books to another person that needs I'm it. I'm going to gift it. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to make a post and please hey. let me know if you are interested in being gifted one of these books. So someone gets That's it. dope. I actually gonna, like that. That's cool. So I'm going to post it. Um, let me know if you need the book, which you want to cool. it and tag a person that you may think need the book. Yeah, that's cool. I like that idea. Well, you're going to have to take my book and keep it because I actually wrote something inside of it. So you might want to gift the other one because I don't want nobody else to get your book. And they're like, I'm not Molly. And what the hell is the Toy Story song? So so yeah, you're going to have to keep mine. I had already wrote in it. (laughs) I have so many books. I have two um, Michelle Obama books. Okay. So I did gift one of those. Um, that is so cool. Yeah, I always get like double books. So I appreciate it. Oh, uh, so guys, we're going to have our first book giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> so this is great. I'm excited. 
We're going to have to figure out that later and see. Maybe I'll give y'all some lashes too. Y'all want some lashes? Lash by Milan? Give it away. Give it all away. Give y'all two two lashes in a book so y'all can read that book in style. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys, we're wrapping it up. So that concludes episode nine. Please be sure to light your sage, collect your crystals, and do your kegels, people. Thank you.